0: you're listening to Dear Alice, a
1: lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey everybody, welcome to Dear Alice. We are talking about a very much asked question. Uh, I feel like this is a concern of not just a lot of people following us on Instagram that ask a lot, but also our clientele that we're working with. And they're always saying, how do I make my room look gorgeous all the time? Because I have kids and I have pets. Or we even have friends that are like, I'm not investing in anything until these maniacs get older. <laughs> I'm going to laminate the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. You're like, no, no, no. You can live with nice things. You don't have to give up your life yes. just because you just because you have children right now or pets right now. Amen. Yeah, so let's break it down. Um, yeah. The first question that we have is from at Natalie Giselle. And it says, what kinds of fabrics on sofas do you recommend for uh, families and pets? Any particular sofa you recommend. Um, So one of the neat things about buying sofas today, or any type of um, chairs, lounge furniture, beds, anything, is we have so many performance fabrics available on the marketplace. Um, Almost every one of our upholstery lines has them graded in. Mm which means it's super easy. It's just hanging on our wall and it's already associated with any of our frames and they can easily go through them and choose a kid-proof fabric and it's going to be able to um, repel water, repel any types of liquids. It's going to hold up to your pets. Um, you'll, it's just so easy to clean up. Also, there's sometimes a UV rating that comes with these fabrics. And so if your sofa is in front of a great big window, it's not going to discolor. Um, we noticed um, early on at Alice Lane, we have storefront windows where we do displays. And whatever was in the window display would like be a different color. The pillows would be a different color on the front than on the back. Or the leathers would get
0: react differently just because of those UV rays coming through the window.
1: Yeah. And nobody really talks about that. Mm. Um, but it is happening to you. We're here to
0: talk about it. Yeah. It's <laughs>
1: happening to you if, if you're not, if your sofa isn't upholstered in something with a UV rating, if it's a natural fiber, like a cotton or a linen or a cotton velvet or something like that. So it's definitely worth um, really looking into the content of the fabric that is on your sofa, chairs, um, yep. anything in a room that has a great big window.
2: How deep are the catalogs in like performance fabrics? Are they like, there's like three different fabrics you can get or or, or is there a lot more of these That's
1: a really great question. I think when we started Alice Lane there was very very few things and outdoor fabrics they used to just call them outdoor fabrics today they call them indoor outdoor fabrics but they used to feel like a nail file. They were so (laughs) scratchy that yeah you would never want to lay your face down on it or take a Sunday nap on that sofa (laughs) because it was so scratchy and and, uh, probably was abrasive for your denim. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was really really rough and so um, today the, the hand on the fabrics has improved so much and they're really really comfortable we tell people like this is indoor outdoor and they can't you can't tell by looking at it and you can't tell by feeling it Nice. as far as like how many SKUs are available in these you would die there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds available each of our line um, each of our lines probably has I don't know like 50 to 100 that are available yeah. and graded in some of them even have probably like two or 300 graded in mm-hmm. um and then we also have libraries in um, our design library where we've got like performance velvets and um you know just they're a much more higher end mm-hmm. but you should see the perennials velvets you would never be able to tell that these are outdoor fabrics can yep. you imagine for a moment having an outdoor velvet sofa so luxey. Incredible, so right? gorgeous. Yeah. yeah it's so great. Maybe there's your even, best life. There's even outdoor leathers um, that Maharam has and um, other other um, lines. So there are a lot of really great ones. If, just to name a few, there's Krypton. Um one of Krypton's great qualities is it's hydrophobic. Yep. that means that um, if you want to, spill a can of coke on it for a demonstration <laughs> just for fun Just, for fun. just doing. hey friends and family gather around it's a, it's a cool party trick <laughs> it's my party trick I'm gonna show you what my new sofa can do um, anyway yeah if you want to spill anything on it it will just sit on top of the fabric yeah. it's crazy and th- I'm not talking about a laminated sofa I'm just talking about a real life fabric something that looks like linen it's a weave I have no idea how it works <laughs> it doesn't feel like plastic it just sits
0: on top, this you liquid. You guys, they used to feel like plastic though. Like, yeah. Cryptom used to be only used in like rest homes uh-huh. for like accidents, you know, where we needed to be hydrophobic. So Talk I'll, more about the accidents well, too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll, I'll dive deep. Let's drill this down. <laughs> but that's like when we were going to school, like that's what we learned and they were really gross. Like Jess was saying, super scratchy. But we're so lucky to live in a day and age where, again, the people are listening. The manufacturers mm. are listening to you guys, and everybody is trying to live their most beautiful life. But we do all have kids and pets, and we want to live smarter. And that's what these performance
1: fabrics are all about. Yeah, they're great. Um, like we said, Krypton is hydrophobic. Sunbrella, you guys have heard of Sunbrella. They've been there for you for outdoor fabrics forever. Mm-hmm. Now they um, they are considered indoor outdoor color fast. Uh, meaning the UV isn't going to be able to get to them, um, and they are soft. They feel like an indoor fabric, and they also have a good clean story too. Yeah, and like you can bleach clean, you know,
0: with a yeah. little Tide pen, which totally. is awesome.
1: Yeah, I think they call them like bleach cleanable, and you can use like a ten percent bleach solution with your water, and yep. just go clean up any anything. And again, it's color fast, so it's not going to. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make that spot a little bit lighter where you cleaned it, which yeah. is awesome. Um, Inside Out is another brand yeah. that we use a lot around here. Yep. And they have both, too. They kind of have a little bit of a, that UV
0: story where it's mm-hmm. sun protectant, but they also have the stain resistance as well. So look at those bullets. And when you're buying a sofa and looking at the fabric, ask the person that's selling you that, what are the properties for this fabric? How do I clean it? That's really good information to leave when after you buy and purchase this sofa and take it home. So,
1: yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then like we talked about, there's perennials that has like these incredible velvets also indoor, outdoor fabrics and and more of a luxury um, line. (laughs) And so like, you know, know your budget. These, uh, uh, most of these will increase the price of a sofa a little bit more than your average fabric, but also it's going to increase the longevity of it Mm -hmm. and it's going to look beautiful the time you have it. So, um, for those of you who don't think that you can have nice things or that your kids ruin everything, this is for you. Um, it's not, obviously, not everybody has to worry about these types of things. If you live more delicately or in your living room, it doesn't get a lot of play. Um, it's not near the kitchen, nobody's really tempted to sit on there. Then you can live with the natural fibers that are so luxurious. But this is. Beginning to really take over the marketplace. Yeah. We are doing this in most family rooms. We don't necessarily have to do it in the living room um, or the bedroom because if you do, say, bring water, a glass of water, or a snack into bed, it's mostly going to fall on your sheets, on your mattress. It's not really going to fall on your headboard, you know. So. We don't always have to do it in the bedroom. We have before in kids' bedrooms on the headboards or whatnot. But for the most part, it's a really great family room mm-hmm. trick, bar stool trick in the kitchen. Um, dining room chairs. We did some dining room chairs. Yes. Yeah. That was a
0: performance fabric, and it was a velvet. And it was a mm-hmm. beautiful blue. And anyway, it looked nothing like an outdoor fabric at all. It was so Lexi. And she has, they have how many kids? Five? Four. four. Okay, four kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just the ease of mind, even in like whenever we're pitching anything and we bring up the story of the performance fabric, even if it wasn't a bedroom, you can just see like a relaxed look on the client's face because they're like, okay, I can live with that. Like, I don't have to worry about it because when you do spend a lot of money on furniture, which again, you've said this just before, there's not, we're not going out and buying furniture every day, right? Mm -hmm. We expect this thing to last so be be conscious about what you're like pasting on it, you know, mm-hmm. with your fabric. So,
1: yeah, that's great. Um, let's talk about uh, colors of fabric that are forgiving with pet hair, dirt, etc. A lot of times, people think they need to buy a dark sofa. Um, we kind of went through a phase, I want to say, in the early to mid two thousands two thousand eight. Down to 2000, maybe I don't know. 2010 down. um, Restoration Hardware had this brown leather sofa. Brown leather sofas that they offered. It was that really pretty. It kind of reminded me of a like of a fry boot. It was that kind of crinkly, waxy kind of leather. Scar leather almost. And it was brown. And I think because that was such an awesome trend, everybody thought that they needed a brown leather sofa. And brown trended really, really hard during that period, including in kitchen cabinets and everything else. But I think people thought that they needed to live with darker colors in order to hide wear and tear, um, spills, pet hair, anything else. Um, and then I think we've gone to this resurgence, which is just the opposite, where everybody wanted these linen sofas and you know light, fresh palettes, and and then they were nervous that they're gonna you know, obviously gets spilled on. I think today we're still living in a time where lighter sofas or color is coming back in a big way. I don't know when it's really going to hit the marketplace. We're seeing it a lot at market. We see it in fashion. It's going to take people just a minute. But um, when you're buying a sofa... I think that the most important thing to make sure this thing's forgiving is not to go super dark, because I think it's like a dark, a black car. It is. It's going to show every little dog hair or pet hair if you have a dark sofa. Mm. So something more medium tone, probably medium to light, really. Not white, white, um, because that could show a stain. But um, Sue, you made a really good point earlier about it being... Having just having variation, you know, even if like you're looking at your whole scheme, you're like, actually, do need some
0: depth over here where the sofa is going to be? Make sure that that fabric has some variation that will lighten it up and take it more to a mid-tone and make it more forgiving Mm -hmm. as you have spills, as you have like pets crawling on things, Um, If you had a a white lab, you know, or a dog, obviously those hairs are going to show up a lot more on a solid dark velvet sofa. So that's not going to be your friend. It's like the black car Mm -hmm. that we talk about so often that it looks so pretty on the lot. You drive it off and you're like, gosh, it's a gray, it's a gray car now Mm -hmm. because of just the elements. And so same thing in your house, be conscious of that, what activities are happening in there. And variation will be a really good friend to you. I think in either regard, even if you're looking at a lighter sofa, mm-hmm. if you can have anything with some highs and lows in that weave, mm-hmm. it will always be more forgiving. Like a tweed
1: or exactly. something like that, mm-hmm. like a variated quality. Yeah. yeah. And even in
0: velvets, like, don't look for like a solid velvet, necessarily, but maybe find ones. There's some that are striated, striated, striated. Mm-hmm. anyway, that have highs and lows. And that variation will be easier to maintain, I think,
1: over yeah. time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, let's talk about um, investment pieces that will last. Or do you think that you should buy a less expensive sofa that you may have to replace while you're in this this time? frame of having season. young kids <laughs> this season, <laughs> this distance. chapter of of littles. I mean, I, I think once they're done being toddlers, then they're like teenagers, which are maniacs, and they like can launch onto the sofa know, from further distances. <laughs> and then the impact, right, which is going to kill our fills on our sofa cushions. Exactly. Yeah, I
0: know the phase doesn't end and then they'll keep coming back as they're adults and they'll bring their kids over. Yeah. And so I think one thing that we've learned is that investment pieces will last you longer. Mm-hmm. It's still, when you take that sofa off the lot, mm-hmm. you know, like you're still at, they just have mileage on them. Do you know what I mean? We're using them every day. Our kids are using them every day. So whether you buy, if you buy it cheap, you're going to replace it quicker. Yeah. For sure. It's going to look hammered a lot faster because you're going to have a weird semi-attached cushion that you can never fluff. That's just going to look like a flat tire, mm-hmm. you know, in a year. Um, but if you at least get a, a well-made sofa, you can at least, you can maintain You can, you know, kind of (laughs) do oil changes if we're, if we keep likening this to a car. Um, But you can fluff those cushions and still make it look nicer for longer. Mm -hmm. Um, My sister, she has three boys and a daughter and all the boys play soccer and they have full soccer teams that come over. And we got her a sectional, I don't know, probably like eight years ago nine years ago, and it's it's performed really beautifully and you know just as long as you can with three soccer teams launching onto it, and we recently replaced that. And so I think often people think that when they buy a piece of furniture that is an investment, that it's going to last forever, but it's all like, think about who's using it. Think about your audience, and just know, have that expectation in your mind that this isn't the last sofa you're going to buy. Mm-hmm. This is not the last sectional. We just barely replaced my sister's sectional with a new one. And at this point in their lives, they can buy a little bit nicer one, too. So that's what we've done. And my brother-in-law is giving all the soccer players lessons on how to sit nicely on a sofa and not launch onto it, (laughs) which is really fun, and it sounds silly. And he's being being sarcastic when he's doing it in a very real way, though, (laughs) like, don't launch on my sofa. But I think to that, I think there is just those lessons that can be taught to your children that if you have nice things, this is how we we respect those things. And you'd hope that they would treat other people's furniture that same way if they learn it at your home. They're going to act that same way in another person's home. So to that, you will replace your sofa at some point. So it just depends on if you want to replace it sooner or later and how, yeah, just how you want it to look, how you want to live. Um, I think, Jess, you always make the point of making sure you like the way it sits, that the fill is i think the most important thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So do
0: you yeah, want to talk for about sure.
1: That? Well, i we have a sofa that we bought probably it was pretty early on in opening the business which has been around for about 12 years now. So i'd say our sofa is 10 years old in our family room. So it's the sofa that we sit on all the time. Yeah. And i still really really love the aesthetic of it. The frame is great. The fabric actually has held up really well. We're really good about um, having the cushions laundered or that sorry the fabric laundered. Um, and my husband loves construction of sofa. So he like, get in there. It's embarrassing. We should have a video. Right. Like,
0: we should have him on here talking I about know, construction.
1: I know. I'm not going to do it any good. But at one point, probably like mm, three or four years ago, we had new fills made for just the seats, not the back cushions, because um, they're down filled. But the seat cushions do have um, a foam core. And then they're wrapped in down. And um, so we had all new just new um, inserts made. And then we just put the old covers back on um, after they had been laundered. And it looked like a brand new sofa. So if you invest in a really great sofa, the frame is holding up really well. It hasn't lost its shape. Maybe the fill is just looking a little bit tired because you live on this sofa. Know that that's an option too, wherever you bought it from. And if the sofa um, style is still being made, that you could order new inserts, mm-hmm. and that would be great.
2: Did you have to send like your cases in, or no? You just, um, like, because sofa?
1: our model was still being made by the vendor, and so. The cases are, I think, always sewn the same way or, you yeah, know, okay. mostly, I would imagine. Probably so, pretty close. And I think with most of our vendors, of course, we're carrying really, really reputable vendors that we stand behind. We do claims on all of the time. Mm-hmm. So we know from any of them that we could order new inserts mm-hmm. at yeah, any which, given time. Which
2: probably doesn't happen with like, yeah. you know, cheaper, like, right. you know what I mean? Going to like your big box store and buying a sofa, like, you know. I- Ikea is not going to give you new fills for yeah. that. That frame's
1: going to be so. discontinued in a year. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. I mean, I will say this, though, about your cushions. If the cushions are looking, re- not the fills, but sorry, the fabric on your sofa is looking tired. Even if you went in and bought um, new covers for those seat cushions, the dye lot's, will not match. There's just like, I don't know how it could possibly match years later. Also, the sun maybe has been hitting your sofa. And so you're like, what? This is so much darker. <laughs> you know." So it's going to be a lot harder to replace those covers. Um, we There is kind of a, I think, a belief amongst most people that they're like, well, I'll just have the sofa recovered. It's not in that bad of shape. I'm going to get new cushions. And we'll just have the whole thing recovered then. That will cost you the same amount as buying a new sofa. Um, because if you think about it, a sofa, you're going to need 20 something yards of fabric. And let's say your fabric is $50 a yard. You guys do the math. It's thousands of dollars for new fabric. And then the labor to have it redone, you could have a brand new sofa with a new frame, with new fills, with new everything. Um, And depending on the wait time right now, our custom upholstery shops are way longer lead time than, um, than, than getting something made from a vendor. So, I just wanted to squash that belief that people are always like, "Oh, we'll just ha- we'll we'll just reuse this. We're gonna just have this re-. And I would say, yeah. do recover it if it's like your grandma's frame, or it meant a lot to you, or it's a silhouette that just is not in the marketplace at all. Maybe you got it in Paris or London, or it's got a great story. And then you're like, "Yeah, I invest in that piece because it's super super special," but you're just really going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And on back to the fills too a custom upholstery shop will be able to create new fills. So if you do have that piece, that is something worth investing on like, you know, making it new again, Mm -hmm. they can make new fills for them. They'll just stuff new casings and, and make it happen. So yeah. Yeah. All is not lost for those really great pieces you want to invest in.
1: That's really great. Yeah. So we would definitely say invest in something rather than buy something cheap. Mm -hmm. It's also going to affect your quality of life, right? Because, um, And here's, this may not be a super popular thing to say, but I would say invest in the sofa that you're going to be living on. So often we um, help people, and we get started in the. They'll want us to start in the living room because it's this beautiful presentation of their lifestyle, and so we'll they'll spend more for their living room than they want to in their family room. But the family room is the room that you sit in. That living room is just like this beautiful prize at the front of the house that you don't actually sit in that often unless strangers come over, and then they come in and maybe you'll sit there and talk and. It will be lovely and without um, children flying everywhere and toys and TV on and everything. But I would say really invest in the sit of your family room sofa, the place where you're actually going to sit and live, which Mm -hmm. is counterintuitive to what (laughs) happens like 90% of the time.
0: The family room is your Suburban. The living yes. room is, is your show car.
1: Yeah, totally, <laughs> so. totally. But like really pay attention to that pitch that it's totally. comfortable against your back. The feels are nice. Invest a little bit more in those um, indoor-outdoor fabrics that are going to be comfortable and really be able to clean up well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think if, you're, if you've are if you put the kids to bed at night and you're doing the last dish and you're looking ahead of you and th- there you see your great room lie and if it looks tragic you're going to not feel very good about your life at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Totally. I think that room needs to be a good representation of you and your style and your family. And we don't want it to always look beat. Yeah.
0: And even just kind of like beautiful beds, you see them kind of disheveled and cataloged. And you're got, you look at them and you're like, that's so, so relaxing and lovely. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why that is. It's because they're using great bedding. It's on a great bed. Yeah. And it has all the ingredients to always look lovely. Um Same thing with your living room. But to that, people ask a lot about just like the maintenance of like Mm -hmm. trying to keep your sofa looking good. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a really good practice. And I I think we do this in our own homes and the homes that we visit is to rotate your cushions, fluff them. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a party and there's, you know, Super Bowl party and everybody's Mm -hmm. lounging on your sectional, when they get up, even on the most expensive sofa, they're going to look a little beat down, like they need to be fluffed. And if you have, buy a good sofa, that has the opportunity to be resurrected, Yeah, (laughs) you know, once you do start to fluff and turn things. And uh, so do that even like as you're going through, I don't know how often you're able to do it, but I would say just at the end of the night, just go through and just make sure to rotate those, fluff them Mm -hmm. and put them back and it'll, I think it'll just extend the life of your sofa and your furniture. If yeah. you do treat it with that kind of respect with any, totally. whether it's a low budget thing or more expensive, it's all about how you maintain it mm-hmm. and how much you care for it and how you treat these pieces. That's, and that goes for cars that goes for your home. However you, to however you treat it on your daily, that's, you know, that's the life of the sofa. Yeah.
1: And I think Very if you're reasons. buying a really good sofa, um, then the cushions, if you flip them over, that same fabric is still on the bottom. They don't switch to like a, mus- a black muslin or uh, something else so that you can only wear your cushions on one side. Um, all of our cushions in our house, we can flip over and it's the same on the top as it is it, on the bottom. It makes
2: them look brand new. Like yeah. we just barely did that this last week and I'm like, man. Yeah. Brand new sofa. New sofa. sofa. Yeah, yeah, didn't cost me an extra money.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. And so all of that should be flippable and interchangeable. And then being able to wear them on exactly the opposite, um, like po- weak points, is going to be able to reinvigorate the shape of those cushions. And so I would say make that a practice. I don't. I don't have a hard fast rule. I'd say do it maybe once a month if you can. Just flip those cushions over. And, or when they're
2: looking tired, just yeah, do it then.
1: yeah. yeah. Definitely. So anyway, and if they look like a flat tire, which often they can, my husband, who's, as we already noted, really crazy about <laughs> construction of furniture, he'll actually physically take the whole cushion out and like really massage it and work so it. So and <laughs> awesome. And like, and really enliven all of the, the fill so that it's a lot fluffier again. And then he'll zip on the cushion again, and then new sofa. <laughs> so, know. but that's yeah. what it takes. Ten years later. Yeah, you it know doesn't I mean? have to just sit there being a complete, you know, flat pancake inside yeah. of that cover. You really can massage these things back to life if needed, if it's a good sofa, Mm -hmm. if you can take the cushions off. Now, if it's semi-attached and sewn in and you bought it at Costco, you might not be able- There's no redemption (laughs) those cushions. Yeah. But also you probably got your money's worth and maybe it's time for a new sofa if that's how you're going to buy furniture. Is your
2: sofa poly or down?
1: Um, I have down fills on the back and a down wrap around- like a foam cushion. Would you say that
2: it, that works better, like with either or?
1: I do you know what I I feel like the down thing was a huge trend, and thank you to Restoration Hardware for starting that. And it was just sort of this really relaxed European sensibility um, today. I don't know if I would buy, I don't know if I'd buy the down again. It is a lot of work. Luckily for me, my husband loves that work and it's really fun (laughs) for him to make the sofa come back to life.
2: Just find a husband like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about husbands. (laughs) Chapter two. Um, No, I, I think though that they are a lot more work and most people don't want to put in that work because you don't want the sofa to look worn out at the end of the day.
0: But to that, down is easier to reshape. I know it is hard yeah. work, but it's harder to try and manipulate a poly cushion, right, you know, that can kind of, especially if you guys are constantly laying down on that one mm-hmm. pillow and it's just in the corner, it's just gonna look flat. If you don't do that kind of not daily, we can we can spread that out a little bit more. But if you're not helping that guy out by fluffing it, yeah, it will start to permanently keep that way versus down, you can fluff that up yeah. and kind of reshape it but a little bit But I think the easier.
1: best cushions have a blend of materials in them, totally. right? So maybe they have like down on the crown of the sofa cushion, but it's got like these Dacron cores and sometimes there's even these little springs within, um, within the cushion Mm -hmm. that are, um, encased in fabrics. And so there's like a mix of things that really make for a magical sit in a sofa. And oddly enough, um, most of the sofas we sell, you can choose like three different levels of fills. So if you have an elderly, um, clientele, it's really hard for them to get up and out of a sofa like getting out of a bathtub, you know, and they're just their little bodies don't have the strength that they once did. And so they want a firmer sit. And we do have the ability to put a firmer sit in a cushion. So be sure if you're buying a sofa and you're interested in knowing that, um, then they can t- talk you through the different levels of comfort that you might want. Down is not for them. No, no, no. yeah. Down is for the young. It's for the young spry ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Those that love to fluff a cushion. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next question that we have is from Katie F eight four eight, And she says, would you recommend a bigger kid's bedroom to store toys or put them all in a designated toy room? Mm. Sue Hall, we're going to lean on you for this. Cause <laughs> you're raising a four-year-old and yeah. I have teenage girls at this point who aren't yes. that interested in toys anymore. Yes. yes.
0: I have a four-year-old that's a big toy enthusiast. Like he really <laughs> he plays hard toy with his toys. And we were just talking about this with the group and, uh, Kids, as you know, they're not going to leave their toys in one area. They will migrate them to wherever they are, which is wherever you are usually. They're going to want to be by mom or where the action's happening. And so those toys will migrate. And so having a toy room is great um, if it's close to you. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Close to that main living area. I think when people put them down in the basement, that never is, that's not realistic because yeah. kid, like a little kid's not going to go down to a basement. Maybe when they're a teenager, they can have their toy room yeah. in the basement, but as kids, they're never going to go down to a basement. So make them accessible to wherever you are and whether that's, you know, in a, in a side little living music room, that's not being really utilized at this point in your life, make that a playroom and just create storage opportunities to house those toys so that you can not hide them away when people come over but it is accessible for your kids because they're going to end up there anyway. Yeah. So, so you don't have to go up and down stairs, make it easy for you, and make mm-hmm. it close to wherever you're going to be. And as far as having them in their bedroom, I think it's important to have some of their, whatever they're into, have a spot for those because that's what's going like, to light them up.
1: Does that and, keep them from sleeping at night, though, if their favorite toys <gasps> are just right at their fingertips? I know some kids, maybe my son- the other night he
0: did, he's like, mom, my toys are asking me to play with them. Uh And so it it can be distracting. So if you can't have a way to hide them, Uh you know, in their room, but then they can like wake up and like play. If it's early in the morning, my son will do that a lot. And so.
1: Yeah. um, My instincts would tell me to not do a bigger bed, kids bedroom and room for their toys all in their room. I would say do a more intimate bedroom for the child so they feel safe Mm-hmm. and secure and like that little room wraps itself around them mm-hmm. and then let them play when it's playtime, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. during the day and have the playroom be nearest mom. Cause exactly. whenever they build something, they want to come show you yeah, and yeah. it needs to not be very far away or they won't go in there no. or they'll drag all the toys to wherever you are. And then voila, you have a playroom You're in your kitchen. Things up
0: <laughs> <laughs> down yeah. All the day.
1: yeah, totally.
0: Um, oh so yeah. But yeah. Keep a little bit of room in there in their room to store their favorites, their favorite stuff down but whatever it is. Yeah. And then by do like that, keep it small and intimate so they feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, make it easier on yourself and just embrace that it's gonna be near the kitchen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because that's where you are. So that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. You guys, you can live beautifully with kids and pets. It is totally possible today. I hope this helps and we will see you next time.